When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, bag slappers? What a week. Apparently, there are a lot of people who don't care for that Opie character, huh? Who knew? We picked a bad week to not do a new show. I have a lot to get to, uh, a lot of comments to address. But uh, I'll be traveling this weekend to Columbus, Ohio. And as it turns out, I'm traveling there to not see no effects. Anyway... We're going to hold you over with a show that I did with our friend Crozier back in September of 2017. It's one of our most popular podcasts to date. We discussed the Adam Carolla show. Oh, and for those of you who tweeted that we have no business critiquing Opie. Fuck you! It's showtime. does that perfectly. You should listen to Imus. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? We listen to podcasts so that you don't have to. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, back once again, our friend Croge. Welcome, Croge. Good morning, Carl. Thank you for having me. In the morning to you. I'd like to remind our listeners you can visit us at whoarethese.com, our Facebook page, or on Twitter at whoarethesepod. If you like what you hear, don't forget to give us a positive five-star review on iTunes. We had a lot of activity on our iTunes page since the last episode, so that's a tease. We'll be talking about that Mm. later in the show. But first, today we'll be reviewing a podcast called The Adam Carolla Show. Croge and I have both listened to this show a lot. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. Croge, you did the heavy lifting this week, and I appreciate that. You have a lot of clips. Yeah, I have a lot to say on The Adam Carolla Show, I guess. I found that out in the last couple days. Uh, Okay, so we picked this show because I'm an avid listener. You got me into this show in the first place many years ago. You were an avid listener, and I believe that you have dropped off since then. Yeah, I, I was a 20-year Adam Carolla fan. Uh, yes. We used to watch Loveline on MTV back in my college dorm, laugh our right. asses off about it. Uh, I Love, remember Loveline was a great show. Loveline was a great show. It was also a great radio show for mm-hmm. many years before and after that. Uh, I remember my friends and I used to watch The Man Show back in the day. Sure. Um, so Howard Stern drops off uh, Terrestrial Radio in January 2006. Adam Carolla goes on the air on the West Coast. 
Uh, they used to put the MP3s up on the website, like, as they were going through the segments. So, I mean, I was listening to him then. In 2009, he starts this podcast. It starts off with two guys and, you know, uh, lapel mics in his warehouse. Um, and it gradually grows into, he brings the sound guy back. He's got a news girl. It's a very morning zoo type of feel. There's a news segment. There's callers. Very uh, radio-esque type of, type of feel to the show. Anyway, about last summer... My God, I heard everything I could fucking hear from Adam Carolla, and I went from, like, looking forward to the show and spending my morning jog with the show and my morning commute with the show to, like, I can't listen to another fucking story about this guy's fucking parents and everything else. And so I dropped off. I hadn't listened to it in over a year until we started talking about doing this, and I went right back, and it's like I never fucking dropped off. Dude, they were talking about the same shit so, they were talking about last fucking summer. We, okay. Oh, my God. I was, gonna, right. I was wondering if you were going to grab clips from old shows. We didn't specify. Usually on WATP, we pick a specific episode to review from a podcast. And, of course, Adam Carolla comes out every day, and he's got thousands of shows. So I was, I was wondering if you were going to go back to shows that you listened to back when you listened to it, or if you're going to pull... From more recent episodes. So you pulled from this week. Yeah, just the last week or so okay. of shows. Okay, so I have uh, I still listen to Adam Carolla regularly. I still like the show, but I feel you. Um, I, I pulled a couple of ISOs to illustrate this point, things like this. And I, I'm a broken record over here. Yep. And uh, also, this is a fun ISO for Adam Carolla. And I've told you the story before, but... I, I've told you the story before, Carl, but let me launch into a six-and-a-half-minute fucking tirade about some about some traffic situation I encountered six-and-a-half years ago. So, did you happen to listen to... He did a podcast from his other warehouse. Adam Carolla's a very rich man. He's yes. got a huge warehouse where he does his show, and then another one where he has all of his cars and makes his documentaries and all that stuff. He had a show from his other warehouse where they were watching the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight. Did you hear that I one? I saw that in the feed and I avoided okay. it like the fucking play. All right, good. You got a million clips, so I'm going to get us started here. Um, he's talking to these guys, and uh, I thought this was kind of funny because this is what he says. My listeners have heard me tell the same 11 stories 2,000 right, right. times. Like, <laughs> which, which is great. I mean, at least he acknowledges that. Um, but so, you know, the, the other guy on the show is like, yeah. And actually they give him a little bit of shit. This is the longer version of that clip. My listeners have heard me tell the same 11 stories 2000 right, right. times. Like, I are there 11 I, now? I met, <laughs> I rounded up. So, I mean, they're acknowledging it at least that yeah. he does repeat himself often. This is the thing that surprises me about Adam Kroll. I, I think he's very funny. I think it's, I think it's a good show. Um, but. He does repeat himself a lot. Mm -hmm. And in morning radio, that's to be expected because people listen for between 20 minutes and 35 minutes at a time. They don't hear the whole show. I remember when Howard Stern went off the air in Rochester, you started burning me the episodes mm -hmm. on, you know, because they were MP3 somewhere. You would burn them on CD ROMs for me. And that was the first time I ever listened to whole episodes of Howard Stern. I used to always just grab little bits and pieces during the community. Yeah, yeah. And so on, in radio, you repeat what you did yesterday. You oh. talk about what you're going to do tomorrow. Then you do it tomorrow. Oh, of then course. It's just and if, if it's something stuff. If something big comes up in the news, you want to make sure you mention the 7 o'clock hour. Right. And you want to make sure you mention the 8 o'clock hour. And it, it goes on and on like that. So I think Adam Carolla is still in that mode. 
but he shouldn't be because people are listening. You're not just listening to 15 minute clips of his show. Exactly. Well, and he himself says, you know, this is a podcast. I don't have to set the table again. So you don't every 15 minutes, you don't say, well, I'm sitting here talking to Carl from the WATP podcast. Like, <laughs> right. like you would in an AM radio. If, show if you just joined us. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing that, that kills me about Adam Carolla. He's a very good broadcaster, but yes. he does the Adam Carolla show five days a week. He mm-hmm. does Ace on the House. He does CarCast, Take a Knee, Reasonable Doubt, and the Adam and Drew show, which is also five days a week now. Oh, Jesus. So he's putting out like 15 podcasts every mm-hmm. single week. Oh, yeah. And most of them are an hour plus where it's just him talking. It's oh, yeah. It's not like there's formats to these shows. Of course. There's a little bit of format to Adam Carolla's show. I do like they have some reoccurring bits, games, and things they play. I wish more podcasts would do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I started listening to, this is just a side note, I started listening to Anthony and Artie show. Oh, boy. Yeah. So Anthony Cumia and Artie Lang, I decided, let's give this a try. And, oh, Care. my God, it pisses me off. That even guys who are that talented, and I love Anthony Cumia, I love Artie Lang, even guys who are that talented who think that they don't have to have any format at all, just, yeah. we'll just talk, we'll just shoot the shit for two hours. Like, Jesus Christ, you know, don't do that. It's and, not and good. This may be out there for an analogy. Uh Adam Kroll is a very funny guy, and he has a great rhythm. Like, when he's when he's talking, when he's hosting a show, he's doing the traffic cop thing. There's a great rhythm to it that is compelling to listen to. But I found some of the worst bandmates that I've had have been the best musicians. They mm. have natural talent. They show up. They know they can just wing it. So Good they point. don't fucking prepare at all. Right. And I guarantee that's what's going on here. He waltzes in. He has no idea what he's going to talk about. He knows he can just open his mouth and talk for an hour. So he just does it, and it's just it ends up being a repeat of the same shit from the day before or the day before that. Then and I'll say, I, I'm a broken record over here. Precisely. And then I'll say, wait, was I telling that on this podcast or the other podcast? Well, right. let me just fucking break into it. Yeah, you know what I was telling uh, Garagas the other day? It's like, yeah. yes, I do know. <laughs> yeah. It's on the other show. And some of those other people, like he's with Dr. Drew, who's just a fucking beaten, beaten man at this yeah. point. I can't listen to that show anymore. I stopped listening to Adam and Drew's show. Because it was just Adam Carolla belittling Dr. Drew Oh, my nonstop. God. For an hour at a time over just fucking nonsense. So back to the back All to right. the Adam Carolla show. Right, let's, get, let's get into some clips here. I got, I got a whole slate of football games to watch today. Let's talk about our cast. So we got, <laughs> okay. we got Bob Bryan, who's been there since the radio show days. He's funny. I love Bob Bryan. He's great at the clips, the sound, uh, the yes, drops. He's quick. And then we got Gina. Gina's a newer addition. She's only been there a few years. Um... She's different from the rest of the gang in that she has a great broadcaster's voice. Like, she's very much a Robin Quivers type. She's an incredible voice, lovely woman, zero personality or humor or ability to tell a joke. And just, if you want to fire off those first three clips that I got, let's listen to Gina adding to the show. I had a crush on this girl. She's a whistleblower, I assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish she'd blown more than a whistle. All right. Okay. All right. That was Gina cackling That's in the just background. Cack and and Paul right. Bryan's got a good line there, but all right, maybe not. Uh, number two is just distracting how this laugh goes. From the eighties, uh, in full full glaze and ceramic on on a plate. <laughs> That's the, not uh, glaze. The shell around us. <laughs> okay. Could you imagine sitting around a table with someone who fucking laughed like that? Well, here, so here's like, the thing with Gina Grad. A couple things that I want to point out. One is that she is on a morning radio show. Yes. She is a, a morning jock. Mm-hmm. That is her profession in life. So it's odd because usually podcasts don't get the radio pros on there. And there's a good reason for that. Because podcasting is all about not being that cheesy morning drive radio show. And Gina Grad, um, 
was hired after Allison Rosen was fired. Yeah. And the reasons that Adam Carolla gave for Allison Rosen getting fired, I think is the reason why Gina Grad sucks so bad. Yes. Oh, because absolutely. Because he's like, I don't like Allison Rosen because she's not on board. She's not loving everything that I'm doing. She gets she's... bored when I play race car sound. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I think that that's kind of Gina is going, okay, I, I got it. Yeah. I have to sit here and act like everything is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going on around me all the time. And speaking of that, here's number three. Here's Gina trying to make a point. In, and in the movie, there's a big Vegas tournament. Do they do they ever do that in Vegas? A big arm mm-hmm. wrestling? Yeah, <gasps> yeah show, they have show, that. Live show. Oh, my God. Carl, I know. Is this a microphone in front of us? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a microphone. A microphone. I mean, if you talk to, to people on Twitter, phone. they might argue that I don't have a microphone for this show. But, yes, it is a microphone in front of us. A tin can string, whatever. All right. <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm done picking on Gina after this one. Wait, hold on. I want to back up real quick on that clip. I want to Go explain on. that. She's talking about, because I've listened to all these shows. Of course. She's talking about the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. It's an arm wrestling movie. Yeah. I watched this back in the 80s when it came out. Good it's Lord. It's garbage. It's just that. a pile of crap. She brings it up like it's this hidden gem of a movie that everyone has to see. Yeah. Because Adam Crowe talks about Cobra all the time. And that's an old Sylvester Stallone movie that he's in love with. Yeah. So now she's part of the club because she likes Over the Top. And apparently, in her world, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, arm wrestling is really important. And she goes, oh, my gosh, there's an arm wrestling tournament in Vegas? <gasps> That's amazing. Like, no, it's not. It's yeah. not. Nobody cares. And moving on. It's a 40-year-old movie about a non-sport. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are we talking about? It's got a six on Rotten Tomatoes. What are we doing? Yeah. Here? All right, what do we got? So, number four is Gina talking or laughing at the bathroom door. If the door's six, eight inches open, that means enter at your own <laughs> risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking way you think that's funny, Gina, because yeah. this is the 500th fucking time you've heard the five-minute soliloquy about the bathroom door. When I used to listen all those years ago, <laughs> that was one of the things that drove me fucking crazy. Yes. If the door's closed, somebody's in there. If the door's open... Dude, it was a five-minute speech that I heard dozens of times. The first fucking show that I queued up after my year-long hiatus from the yes. Corolla show, the first fucking thing they talk about is the bathroom fucking door, and then Gina's cracking up like it's so funny. If this was the first fucking time you heard it, maybe it's worth a chuckle. The 50th time, the same story with the same fucking... It's unfucking believable to me. And I've told this story before, but... Thank you so much. So... Let's get into some of the content of the Adam Carolla right. show. Now, I got a, I got a, 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 a three-clip package here. Okay, great. Now, your instinct is going to be to play clips over this and try to make it funny, but I think that we should present to our audience at WATP how to make 30 seconds into a fucking eternity. Go ahead and hit number five for me. Okay. So you're telling me not to play drops over this at no, any point? No, let's, let's just enjoy when I, when I get bored and start let's hitting just, buttons over let's here. Let's enjoy okay. this. Let's really take a moment to let this sink in. This is Thursday at 10 in the morning. Just taking the car out. Just taking the car out. So that's how fast everyone well, yeah. was going. Okay. So, <laughs> that's how fast the race cars were going so on the Carl, racetrack. So, Carl, that's how fast everyone was going. Can, <laughs> then he says this. Can you hit number six for me? Yeah. And everyone uh, tweets me next day and goes, it's a podcast, douche. So, but uh, I'll show oh you. Oh, boy. After I play my race car sounds, people write me and say, Adam, we don't like it when you play race car sounds because it's a podcast. We don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So he says this, and then 
for four solid minutes because I fucking timed it. It yes. goes this. I chopped it down to 30-something seconds. Here's number seven. guy in the blue fucking Sunoco Porsche I, uh, <laughs> I, like even if you can hear what the fuck they're saying which is a challenge you can't you don't know what it's <sighs> this is why Allison Rosen got fired because she wasn't excited about these races when he was and that's the showing them during a podcast so this goes on for five minutes and then the rest of the cast is like pretending to be fucking interested. Of course. Oh, Adam, that blue car is going so fast I know they you no profiled idea. the fucking thing <laughs> so as we're going on so we already talked about trying to take a shit at the racetrack. We talked about driving on the fucking racetrack. Now let's get into clip eight where he talks, and this is another long one. I apologize, but this is like, this is like a, this is a door. This is a, this is an open door into the psyche of Adam Carolla. So uh, then we sit down at the quail and turns out the guy we're sitting across from, he auditioned with me at this warehouse when I was doing American Top Gear. He's an automotive journalist and we were just sitting next to him and he says I, i've been an auto, automotive journalist for 30 years and i said oh, okay and then matt who's kind of the salesman in the group he said have you seen uh, the 24-hour war or, or documentary on le mans and he said no i haven't uh, haven't caught that one and then he said have you seen the paul newman racing document no wow no, i haven't got and it's I like it's so insanely frustrating because you got a guy who who's been doing this for 30 years, they are choked of any kind of quality. Like when you watch those car videos and stuff, right. it's grainy, it's bad. Snuff porn is a higher quality and better produced and better acted. And for some reason, the guy who does this for a living, it never trickled down to him. It's right in a sweet spot. He's the right age, like a 60-year-old yeah. guy. Be perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Had no, Had never heard... Of either one, which it's is amazing. It is it's, insane. It, it is it's, up your alley. It could not be more up your alley. That's fucking amazing. So just to... <laughs> Someone hasn't seen the movie he made that's not available anywhere. <laughs> yeah, let's just to fill in the blanks for the listeners at home. The dude, Adam Carolla, made two documentaries about race car drivers. Right. And it's fucking amazing <laughs> that he has never even heard of my movie. It's fucking amazing. Can you believe that, Carl? Now listen, Carl, you may or may not know <laughs> this about me. He does get personally offended when people haven't seen his shitty documentaries. It's it's odd. You may or may not know this about me, Carl, but yeah. I play a little guitar. I've been on a few CDs. I yeah. met a guy the other day who likes CDs. Uh-huh. He never even fucking heard of my CD. Can you what? believe that? Wait, he listens to music. You play music, and he's never heard your he music? He never even heard. Isn't that amazing? What an Can asshole. you fucking believe it? All right, so this goes on for like six, seven minutes. I can't believe these people never heard of my shitty movie that you can't even fucking get anywhere. Well, Carl, Tell me how you're wired. I just went, oh, sorry. I'll tell you exactly how I'm wired. So a half hour later, same episode, number nine comes up. This is different I wish I had people. a pencil just to break. I'd, all right, you know what? I should, you should keep one. St- I, no, I don't want him to let me see it. I'm going to tuck it between my ass cheeks, <laughs> and Vinny's going to coach me up so I can just, and I'll be like, what's that snapping sound? Nothing. I'll just keep a pencil. So when I go, uh, hold on, before you answer with the doc, let me just, uh, there you go. All right. Did you see my documentary, person whose car was in the middle of my documentary with your bikini girls down on the track? And who knows, maybe even you in some of the shots. I haven't caught that. (laughs) That that would be it. 
It's weird, right? It like is. it's so uh, weird. It, it no is. It, it, it doesn't look. It's not for me. It's so, <laughs> so weird. weird. So Adam Carolla goes to a racetrack, and yeah. this is he's talking about. I cut out all the contacts, but he's talking about a different group of people that he talked to who never saw his documentary. This dude is wandering around a racetrack just asking everyone he comes in contact to, hey, did you see my documentaries? Hey, did you see my documentaries? Hey, I made well, a movie with that car. Have you ever seen it? No, I don't even think he's doing that. I think he assumes everyone there is a raving Adam Carolla fan who have watched his documentaries on a loop. And then when they are like, I've never heard of that, he's like, Whoa, what? Oh, my God. How is that even possible? Because in his world, that he spent years on that nonsense. And of course everyone knows about it. How could they not? It's, I mean, the, the, the blazing narcissism is fucking intense. And it's like, it gets painful to listen to at a certain point. And aren't the people around you supposed to say at some point, maybe they just didn't fucking see it. It's not that weird. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I talk to people all the time and I fucking haven't seen anything. They haven't seen it. Who gives a fuck? So let's step outside the Adam Carolla show for just a minute and okay. go to the Adam and Drew show. I got two oh, clips, geez, ADS okay. one and two. Okay. This is also from this week. And I think this is just to, to shine a light on some of the other projects that the Ace Man has going. All right. ADS one. Here you go. At uh, Pebble Beach and I was sitting around eating lunch and I'm sharing a table with a guy and Automotive journalist of 30 years. Tom Shales? Mm hmm. <laughs> Tom Shales. And I said, uh, Tom Slick. And I said, um, oh, okay. And he started like talking to me about stuff or whatever. And I said, well, I, I made a documentary about uh, Paul Newman racing. Oh, what's the name of that? And I was like, winning the race on Paul Oh, okay. I'll have to. That's that's pretty telling. He started talking to you about stuff or whatever. Like he does not. He's not a listener. This no. Adam Carolla. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, so I pop on the Adam and Drew show. This is the opening segment. Oh, really? Drew says, you know, Adam. I see people that say, oh, I used to love you and Adam on Loveline, and I say, oh my god, it's so weird that you haven't heard that we do a fucking podcast now. So he says this. Okay, this okay. is the first thirty seconds of the fucking show. All right, and it kicks Adam off into this whole fucking thing about. No one's seen my documentary. Go ahead and hit Adam and Drew number two. And it's still, it's like guys who do journalism for 30 years. It's like they haven't even heard of it, which yeah. is insane because somebody, I guarantee, you know what I said, though? <laughs> they haven't even heard of it. Of course they haven't even heard of it. Oh, my God. It's not widely known about. It's not widely distributed. You can't no, find it on Netflix. It's got shitty reviews and no one fucking cares. And you know what? If you're a fucking race car journalist for 30 fucking years, the last thing you want to do is sit and watch some half-ass fucking documentary. And what? Right. So anyway. I actually watched uh, Winning the Racing Life of Paul Newman. Yeah? Yeah, because he talked about it every day. So I, I decided to check it out. And I watch a lot of documentaries. It's not really well done as a documentary. It's pretty boring. Yeah, I can but, only imagine. Yeah, I mean, the, the story arc, he, he talked about this amazing payoff that he ended up getting at the end, and there is no payoff. It just is, and then he did this race, and then he did that race, and then here's a clip from this car that he drove in, and then, and then you know, two hours later, you can't get that time back in your life, and it's over. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now, yeah. now I understand. I am not going to be watching any more documentaries from Mr. Corolla. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then it's, yeah, he spends fucking hours of his life across multiple podcasts just fucking, it's so weird that no one's fucking seen my documentary. All right, I want to take, I want to take our conversation in a different direction for a minute, then we can get back because you do have a lot of clips that we have to get to. So, uh, over a year ago, the, it used to be Corolla Digital, he's now on Podcast One. Yes. 
And Podcast One, I think, came out of a radio group, if I'm not mistaken. It's a giant corporation that said, hey, we should get some money from this podcasting thing. I think what they do, correct me if I'm wrong here, Krosh, mm-hmm. is they help monetize podcasts. Or they're the ones that connect the advertisers to the earballs of the listeners of podcasts. Yes. And I remember when this Podcast One thing happened, uh, Adam Carolla said, okay, we're going to do something new here. Twice a week, we do five shows, two shows, there won't be any swearing. Yeah, clean show. We're going to do clean shows because, you know, how are we going to get these big advertisers? We don't want to just do Blue Apron. Yeah. We don't want to do the shit that, that monetizes all the podcasts. We want to have Chrysler and we want to have Coca-Cola. So we have to have these these clean shows. And there are certain ads that run during the Adam Carolla show that I get physically ill mm. listening to. They're ads by a company called Geico. Have you heard of this company? I, I believe I've heard Holy that Holy fucking shit. They have this thing where the bit is this. Saving money on car insurance by switching to Geico is always a good answer. Mm. Okay, that that's the payoff. So let me play you the genius writing and acting of these Geico spots that even on terrestrial radio would stand out like a sore thumb. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? That's true, Kevin. Bill and Owen, congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico. On what Lord. universe is that fucking setup funny? What color is the White House? Or interesting or, or interesting. Yeah. That's ridiculously dumb. And the only thing that's good about these Geico spots, I'm going to play a few more of them, is oh, that good. they're 30 seconds. Yeah. And I use an app called Overcast where you could just fast forward 30 seconds at a time. So as soon as I hear that oh, like yeah. Geico well, setup, poof. You know, that that was one of my questions because the show begins with two minutes of advertisements. Right. There's two minutes of ads at the end. Right. There's several live reads and yes. pre-recorded commercial breaks in the middle of, of the show. A lot of Tons spots. of ads. Yep. But especially those beginning and ending segments like... Who's listening to that? Well, yeah, who's the, the target audience, I think, are paralyzed people who... <laughs> Someone comes in and hits play for them, and they can't get over to the skip button. Okay, this one is another Geico spot that is so cringe-inducing. It's so poorly acted and cheesy and unrelatable. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call Geico, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. <laughs> oh, my God. I, wow. I mean, Crows, you know I'm in advertising. I've heard that, yeah. That's my profession. And so when I hear these spots, it pisses me off because not only did someone write this down and pitch it to the client, but the client went, yeah, that's fine. Somebody fucking approved this shit. This is the worst written copy I've ever heard. That makes him very happy. Yeah. That's a noble conversation I had with a toddler. Um, All right, here's another one. And this one is terrible because it's a fucking sight gag. How this got approved. (laughs) Listen to this one. 
Okay, keep your eyes closed. Okay. I want to show you my first ever painting. Ooh, all right. Okay. Open your eyes. Oh, that's a lot of colors mm -hmm. <laughs> and shades. So be honest. What do you think? Well, uh, I like how if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Here, why don't I hold your paintbrush while you call them? Hilarious. Oh, boy. So, in other words, I guess this painting isn't very good, huh, Crouch? Oh. Sounds like maybe this guy isn't that good at painting. <laughs> it's fucking mind-numbingly terrible. It is. I have Geico as my car insurance company, and I'm going to switch because of these spots. <laughs> I was just going to say, I had I'll them until I heard these commercials. I will pay more. I don't give a shit. Um, the final one does something that I brought up on a show recently. is a giant pet peeve of mine, personally. Uh, this is the last one I'm going to play for you. So, again, there's 30 seconds. If you want to skip it, just hit the 30-second yeah, ahead button. Starting now. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know... When you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO. Um, why is the name Carl always the shithead boob? <laughs> I don't understand why that's the punchline now. It's like, oh, is this Carl? <laughs> Creep. Creep <Yeah>. alert. Well, <laughs> Fuck this guy. I will say you're doing uh, some great work on this podcast to reclaim the good name, Carl. Thank you, Crush. <laughs> I do what I can. Um, all right, that's that was my rant on Geico. There's a shit ton of commercials during Adam Carolla's show, and the Geico commercials need to stop. They actually play... So you had mentioned there's a bed in the beginning, a bed in the middle, a bed at the end. They play that same Geico spot twice during the same episode. Because <laughs> if you didn't get all the nuance of it yeah. the first time, the next, the next time you listen, you're like, oh, the painting sucks. This yeah. is hilarious. You know, it's like a Simpsons episode. Sometimes when you watch for the second time, right. you get all the jokes that yes. you missed the first time. Geico so. commercials are just like uh, season six of The Simpsons. I hear you. So you want to talk about Adam's family? Does he, does he have a family? You know what? He never thinks about his family, as he's going to tell you in clip number 10. Does he, does he have, because I don't know if he even has parents. Does he talk about them a lot? Well, he doesn't think about them. When somebody says you need help financially or you need help building something or you need help with your cars broken or you made the New York Times bestseller list, I don't think about my family ever. ever not ever. I think, oh, uh, maybe Kevin Hench can help me out with this thing. Or I'm going to tell Dr. Drew, but I made the New York Times or whatever it is. But I don't even, I'm not saying I block them out. I, I've been trained yeah. to not even think about them. Yeah. So he doesn't think about his family, except someone called in with a completely unrelated question. And he's, first of all, he goes, I've been on the New York Times bestseller list, and I made a documentary, and I wrote a book, and I did this, and I did that. And I don't even think about asking my dad about it, because my dad doesn't, I mean. Yeah, he's got some issues with his parents. He talks about his parents a lot. Every show. Every, every fucking show. show. Now, here he's going to, on track 11, he's going to introduce a guest named Mark Garagos. Okay. So let's see how this goes. All right. I am I am attracted to Mark Garagas. Sure. Get in line. Dashing. I, I mean, I am so attracted. My family is the biggest group of flatliners you'll ever meet in your life. And if you bring up anything to them, like, 
hey, I'm thinking about renting out my other house because I can afford a new one and I'll get the income. They'll go, well, what if a bunch of bikers move in to cook math? <laughs> like, they'll just do Everything's like, don't do it. It's a bummer. It's never going to work. It's a trap. And Mark Garagas is so positive that I'm actually attracted mm-hmm. to his positivity. This is him trying to introduce someone to the audience. <laughs> You so, know why I like this guy? He's not a shithead like my family. Yeah. If I told you my family's a bunch of shitheads. Yeah, so Carl, my friend Chris is coming over. You're really going to like Chris. He's very cool. He's not like my dad. My dad's a piece of shit. He never <laughs> loved me. But Chris is cool. You're going to like him. My dad never went over. to one of my games, and I was such a good football player, and he was right across the street. And he never showed how many times he brought that oh, up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Adam also has a rich home life filled with you know, uh, a nurturing romantic relationship with his wife. Maybe if you play number 12, we can start listening to a little bit of that. I always love the follow-up. It's uh, my <laughs> wife. Did you feed the dog? Yes, I did. So you fed Phil? I pra- passive-aggressively never answer. I just, sta- <laughs> right. I just stand there because, like, according to your math, we could go forever. We could just keep going for infinity. Yeah. Like, I could keep saying yes, and you could keep asking. Rephrasing it. I already did the first yes. So... Now, I know you've heard this story 50,000 fucking times, as have I. I. Have, yes. His wife sometimes asks him, hey, did you feed the dog? And then says, and you fed him? And then he just fucking glares at her, gives her the <laughs> silent treatment. Can you imagine living with someone like that? Like, <laughs> let's just be fun. Let's just say that's a pet peeve of yours, okay? Why not say, well, honey, I just said that I, I did. You don't have to ask me. Or, or something. I mean, there is fucking 10 million decent ways to handle that situation. Who even knows if that's how it's going down? It's, that's how he's interpreting it in his head. I'll give you some uh, evidence that maybe he's not a lot of fun to hang out with. He tells these stories all the time. Yeah. Where they go to Vegas because he's got a gig there and he brings the family. And there he has to go back because he's got a bunch of work to do. He's 15 podcasts a week. And the family will say, no, we're going we're gonna to stay here. Or they'll have something going on and they're like, we're just going to go to Disneyland. We're, yeah. we're going to take... They, love to get the fuck away from this guy oh my god and you know he doesn't come out and say it but it's very obvious because he talks about it all the time oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah my family's all doing this fun stuff without me it's like yeah there's probably a reason for that you're insufferable yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i do like adam crowe though i like the show <laughs> have i mentioned that there you go well and that's the thing is you know what there are some good things on the show but yeah. listening to it just for these couple episodes i have checked out this week it was i i, I couldn't take it well you hit number 13 let's hear another great story about adam's home life when Lynette says to me, where's the rubbing compound? I want to take the scuff out of the jag. I immediately go, buh, buh, huh? No, no, no. What's, What's going on? What's going on? That's just how I'm wired. Okay, so his wife, Lynette, had a scuff in the Jaguar. He suggested she get some rubbing compound, but she didn't. Then one day, she did, and he knew that she was going to pick up someone important. I've heard this story 5,000 fucking times. I know you have as well. Yeah. To the point where it's now a shorthand on his show. Someone called up. This was some totally fucking unrelated Hold fan on. call. I, I actually have this. Oh, good. Can we can we talk about this call? Oh, please. Please, okay. please, please. All right, so. As long as it's not my buddy Mike. All right. So this is Mike. Oh, I got a good package of this do you guy. Want, do you want, to, uh, you want to hit your package first? You know what? I got a whole saga for this, and they're real short. Okay. Why don't you hit number 17? This is our first introduction to Mike. Okay. All right. Let's see. We've got a call uh, up here. Mike, 50, Chicago. Mike? Yeah. Hi, Adam. How you doing? Oh, wait a minute. Um, Hold on. Someone's calling. Someone's re- roof is leaking. Hold on a second. From uh, Houston. <laughs> Steven? <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, we'll Adam. get back to him. Yeah, hang on, Mike. Hey. Yeah. Okay. All right, so hang on. We're, we're, but just about to talk to Mike, we'll hang on, Mike. Hit number 18. This is right after that call. 
All right, I'll uh, I'll talk to Mike in uh, one second. First, I'll tell you about Bombfell. Ah, an easier way for men to get better clothes. All right, you got to be fucking kidding me. All right, we're just about to talk to Mike. Let me read this fucking thing. This is a lot of teases for Mike. This must be an amazing call. Now, Mike finally gets through, yep. and number 19 is his request. All right, let's uh, hop up. I'll take one more call. Mike, 50, Chicago. Hi, Adam. Uh, you told a story in the Adam and Drew show last Thanksgiving, and I don't think you ever told it on this show, and I thought Gina Bob Bryan would like to hear it. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. Fuck you, Mike. Isn't that funny? The, this fucking cretin is on the phone for a fucking hour waiting to get into the Ace Man show. He gets picked up on, oh, we're not going to talk to you just yet. Hang on, Mike. Then he takes another call. Hang on, Mike. We're going to read a fucking ad. Then Mike finally gets through. And what does Mike have to say? Hey, Adam, could you retell a fucking story that you've already told 50 times about your dad? And That's the, what he was on the fucking phone for? And the funniest part is, is the way he sets it up. He goes, I don't know if Gina and Bald Brian have heard this oh. story before. These people are with him five days a week. They've heard every... Don't do it for Gina and Bald. That's fine. Oh, my they God. They don't need to hear it. So... Oh, my God. So this, so this is the question that Mike asks. And this leads to, because I did time it, an 11-minute answer. Crush. Of course it does. I have in this package that I'm about to present to you, and it's a little bit longer. I apologize. I condensed down the 11 minutes because the question, the the story is at Thanksgiving, your dad started playing a fake trumpet. His dad's a trumpet player. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if at Thanksgiving, he started pretending to play the trumpet. So tell that story again. So Adam Carolla can't just identify the question and answer it. Of course. He has to go into a, an endless rant. See what I did there? About his fucking parents and his relationship with his parents again. So here's a clip with him just going on and on and on. And I tried to just skip through so you can get a sense yeah. of all the different places this goes. Some of them we might have already heard because it's just half the show. But yeah. this is what this sounded like. Yeah, him and Joel McHale. Hell yeah. Uh, my dad is so... Um, awesome. Yes. He he's got this thing which is everybody just you know what you know whatever I do or cars or racing or comedy or books or whatever he's just kind of comfortably out of it. That's yeah. sort of his plan. His plan is to just be left alone. And the way he the way you you can get here's the deal. And a lot of people might think, well, hit up my dad or my dad will do it or my dad, whatever. (laughs) I've never thought that in my life. I never even have that. (laughs) They don't ask. I I go talk to Congress. I don't talk to you. I I don't know whether my parents know or have known. (laughs) So when Lynette says to me, where's the rubbing compound? I want to take the stuff out of the jack. I immediately go, blah, blah. Huh? No. So, my dad, who's a ham, which is weird with all his other componentry, showed up at my sister's Thanksgiving, and he forgot his trumpet, or he didn't bring his trumpet, or whatever it is. Oh, my God. Why don't we fire up some music, some, like, jazz music, and I'll scat. My dad was just like sitting there going, shoo da ba ba da ba ba Really, it's the, it's the worst of all worlds. Uh, and Mike, did that uh, satisfy your appetite? 
cute. Love it. Yeah. And I see there's a part of me. Okay, so that was 10 minutes after this guy goes, hey, tell the guys a story about, he talks about everything but that. Yeah. For 12 minutes. And then he goes back. He's like, so Mike, is that good? Yeah. Do you like that? And Mike says, I love it. Fucking hate Mike. You're a fucking creep. Mike, go to hell. Yeah. Thank you. You go to hell and you die. All right, that was the uh, Mike Caller saga. We can move on from that. So sometimes Adam has a hot take on a topical issue. Oh, yes, he does. So maybe you can hit number 14. Let's think what Adam, let's hear what Adam thinks about music classes. And I would get yelled at when I'd, I'd see these commercials, be like, hi, I'm Cheryl Crow. You know, a lot of the music programs in high schools and junior highs, we need your help. It turns out people that play the viola are three times more likely to hold down jobs or whatever. And it's like, what about jobs for poor people who need to learn pipe fitting and plumbing and elect- being electricians? Like how? And I'd get yelled at by the people who were telling me that music programs were more important than this, which is an insane elitist bullshit angle all right we got a couple things going on here okay first of all adam carolla king of the fucking straw man dude people are yelling at me people are (laughs) yelling who the fuck is yelling nobody's yelling yeah no one's yelling at you no one gives a shit now the other thing we got here is so adam carolla feels that there should be more vocational types of uh education well and that should be stressed more no, but that's not what he says. Oh, okay. What he says is, <laughs> okay. if you think that there are music, that music classes are important, you're an elitist piece of shit that doesn't <laughs> give a fuck about vocational training, Carl. How dare you Fair come enough. into my fucking home <laughs> and say this bullshit that music classes are good for kids? Like, I can't believe you're this fired up this early in the morning. I'm glad we're doing the Adam Carolla show finally. This is good. Oh, my God. Well, dude, like, the... And, and Ace Man would be the first one to yell about a slippery slope argument, but mm-hmm. everything, the, every view that he has is a straight-up slippery slope. Dude, if you think that the science is true, that music classes are actually really important for the development of the childhood brain, you must fucking hate training kids for plumbing or electricians. Right. Now, I know a couple musicians, and I will say the musicians fucking hate plumbers. I mean, that's just, <laughs> it's an old stereotype. I know it's an old joke. we all been there. But, like... So that's just one. That's the one thing I picked out of there. But, I mean, you could pick any topic as long as it has to do with something that was relevant in the early 1990s when Cheryl Crow would have been making commercials. Right. And that's basically the fucking take you'll get out of it. We got a brand new segment in the middle of the show. This was new to me. I was very excited. Oh, is this the Dave Damashek Good Sports segment? This is called Good Sports. Yeah. I like Shecky. I am a fan of Dave Damashek. I got a big soft spot in my heart for Dave Damashek. I wish I could have heard him talk during a segment on the Adam Carolla <laughs> show. So here we have a what I believe is a podcast within a podcast. So yes. we're in the podcast, and then right. we break. Then we have a new theme and a new fucking podcast that's three, four minutes long where these guys are going to talk about sports, and then there's an ending theme, and then we go back to the outer podcast. It's a dream within a dream. So right. let's listen to them talk sports. This is number 15. This is the heart of the good sports segment that I heard. I don't know, but one of my favorite jokes, and this will be uh, what we'll end the uh, segment with. <laughs> I haven't talked about sports at all. <laughs> I wrote a joke for Jimmy Kimmel, which I knew he'd never use for the— uh, Not familiar with that name. For the for the Oscars, where he there was one part where he was going to talk to Mel Gibson, and Mel Gibson had just had another kid. And it was like a thing where it's like, geez, Mel Gibson, you're, you're 63 years old, and you just had another kid. And then my joke was, if you just— taking your own advice about what should go on in a hot tub, 
you wouldn't have this n- mouth to feed now or whatever because he was screaming, you get into that hot tub and you blow me. Like, he, was screaming. he was screaming. And I thought that'd be a great obscure joke that Jimmy will never, will never tell. All and he right. didn't use it. No. Ace, let's round it out here. All right. <laughs> yeah, there's so, a little bit of uh, David there. So that's the boys talking sports, except yeah. there's nothing to do with sports. That joke was fucking awful. And I love a good Mel Gibson joke. It wasn't his best. And you it know, wasn't his best. Now, but think about, let's think about the context here. Yeah. I was writing jokes for the Oscars. Right. I was at the Academy Awards and I said, hey, Jimmy Kimmel, you should make a joke about him wanting a blowjob in the hot tub because fucking the Academy Awards are going to love that shit. Oh, yeah. They'll get the camera pointed right at his smiling face and everyone will just have a big belly laugh over what that. What the fuck? In what world does that happen? What the fuck is that? I mean, that's not... So good you, Lord, that's not even that, a good joke for an HBO like adult comedy, let alone the Academy Awards. Like, what are you doing there? What so are you, you doing there? You know that Adam Carolla has this saying: "Don't do your best, do my best." Oh yes, he has it on T-shirts and, oh, yeah. and hats. I saw on the subreddit uh, a pretty funny. Uh, update to that. Don't do Adam Carolla's best. Do Jimmy Kimmel's best. Yeah, no shit. No shit. <laughs> I mean, he's not even the most successful person of his peer group. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Calm down about yourself there, buddy. Well, so hit number 16. This is a closing theme to the Good Sports right. segment. We'll explore it in the next episode. All right. Of, uh, of Good Sports. Next time on Podcast One Sports. Good Sports. I left it in just for the high pitch whale. That's the worst fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Come on, that I, like, sucks. I like the good sports music. Sucks, Come on, dude. it's funny. It's it's tough and it's distracting. It's like it's distracting. I, I just fucking heard this. Now there's this fucking song with this awful what vocal. What are you doing? Now studying for a chemistry exam? What do you mean it's distracting? What do you? What else are you doing? I'm trying to pick up valuable information about Fair Adam's childhood in the late '70s in North Hollywood. Good point. Now sometimes Adam Carolla has guests in the studio. One of his favorite guests is a guy named Vinny Tortorich. Correct. Vinny is a special, special guy. So right off the bat, number 20, I think he explains why he has the guy in the studio. I took your supplements uh, this morning. This guy is a straight-up snake oil salesman. He's yeah. going to tell you why you need B12 under the tongue and all this fucking bullshit. And I had a bunch of clips. Can I give you a little bit of background of on, on Vinny Tortorich? Please, 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 please. He is a nutritionist and, I guess, trainer. He works with a lot of celebrities. His big claim to fame is he's Howie Mandel's oh, we'll get there, my nutritionist. Friend. Oh, we'll get so that, that's how they got um, connected. But Vinny's had some amazing shit happen to him in his life. If you play number 21, he got to meet Mick Jagger. I met Stallone because of Driven. Uh, and it was the same night I met um, uh, the guy from uh, The Stones, uh, Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was Mick Jagger in the that guy movie? From the Stones. No, Mick Jagger was in another movie. Maximum Overdrive. Harlan, about, Harlan, whatever, no, something. No, Harlan not, did that no. movie. No, I'm not fucking with you. They spent four minutes on IMDb. Looking at what movies Mick Jagger was in and what other movies came out at that time with fucking weird cars in them that tried to kill people. Not once did they ask him, hey, Vinny, you met probably the most famous singer of the last 60 years, a guy whose cultural influence is, is uh. just unmatched. Even if you spent 30 seconds with a guy, what was it like? What Was, was he friendly with? No one gives a shit. No. They never ask, dude, you met one of the most famous human beings ever. There's not a lot of listening. Going Let's there. fucking spend 10 minutes on IMDb looking at fucking movies from 1991. It's fucking awful. You're angry. I want to cheer you up. So then. I want to cheer you up. Go real, ahead, real Carl, quick. please. Bring some- 
right. That is good shit. Getting back to that it. That does make some joy to my heart. <laughs> that really does. Wow in the world. I miss my friend Mindy. Um, so then. Yes. Vinny takes questions from the cast about nutrition. This is Gina asking a question, number 22. Yes, Gina Grant. Um, here's a fruit category that I don't think we talk about too much. And I just learned this word, so I really want to say it. The stone fruit category. So, like, you know, the plums, the peaches, right. the apricot, with the stones in the middle. Oh, the boy. stones. All right. I just learned a word, Carl. <laughs> stone fruit. <laughs> it's fruit with stones in the middle. On number 23, Vinny tells us about this. Papayas, oh, pineapple, right? Well, pineapple yeah, yeah, there's the things with desserts. Your liver doesn't know that from a piece of cake, it right? Just, you know, your liver doesn't go. Wait a minute, he gave me a banana. Bananas can't be bad for you. No, your liver sees. It, your liver is the perfect meritocracy. Is going to just take what you give it. Carl, did you know that your liver is the perfect meritocracy? I did know that because I listened to Vinny Turner. Oh, okay. And he told me that. Every fucking answer. Your liver doesn't know a banana from a piece of crack cocaine. Carl, you just, uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that, that one gets a little bit weird. I think that a banana would hit you a little bit differently than a piece of candy. Now, right? <laughs> your liver is an important part of the digestive tract. It's If you base your entire fucking diet over what your liver's into, you're fucked. <laughs> As you mentioned. I actually hate my liver, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you got enough of it now. It's uh, it's getting pretty large. So good point. Vinny was Howie Mandel's guy. Yeah, he met Adam Carolla through Howie Mandel. Right. If you hit number twenty four, we're gonna learn a little something about Howie Mandel. Yeah, so, Wood Ranch, right? Wood Ranch. Yeah. Right. So while I was having a burger, I was like, Wait, it's it's true. You'll 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 back me up that Howie Mandel happily eats popcorn out of the, a lid of a shoebox that he scoops up from a barrel. And I've told this story before, but... Hit number 25. Hit number 25 right now. Hit I it. just couldn't... Oh. I was um, I was flummoxed that he... And I've told this story before, but it, it always <laughs> yeah, stuck with where me. I, I, that's where I, I pulled right that from. Right there. Right there. He's now told that story so many fucking times. He's told that story to the <laughs> same fucking people. He's yes. got Brian, he's got Gina, and he's got Vinny. Yes. They've he's, all heard the story 50 story, fucking yes. times. Let me fucking tell you the story about how Howie Mandel eats fucking popcorn, even though he thinks he's a germaphobe. Now, hit 26, and what I want you to listen to in this one, listen to the two cast members back him up on number 26. The popcorn is handful, you're right. hand in the mouth, yeah. and then multiple handfuls. Just So he gets one you're right, one yeah, from yeah. two people who have heard this thousands of fucking times, dude. It's fucking maddening. It's, I can't even fucking imagine who is listening to the show or getting any entertainment out of it. The people in the fucking room can't even stand it. And yet it's going out over the airwaves. It is frustrating that he... Um He's gotten rid of some things that I used to love about the show, like Larry Miller. Yeah, Larry Miller was great. Larry Miller was on every week, and they would do, um, what was the road trip game? Hypothetical road trip Hypothetical game. Hypothetical road trip. That was always fun. Um, and now, instead of that, he's got Blink-180 True yeah. as a guest. Oh, yeah. So just a few weeks ago, and I actually, because I know Crows doesn't listen to the show anymore, I had to talk to him about it before I knew we were going to do this podcast. He had a band that covers a band that used to be famous, and they were his guests in studio. Yeah. A Blink-182 tribute band called Blink-182 True. Well, the Wallflowers... What the fuck is going on here? The Wallflowers cover band was booked that day, oh, so they, okay. they couldn't make sense. it in. How did this happen, though? Is this something coming out from Podcast One, or is you know, there, does he have a boss now? And that's the what other thing. The pirate ship? They have no problem not having a guest. They'll often have a show with no guests in it. 
They don't need a fucking guest. They don't need it. Well, they talk over the guys anyway. Who gives Oh, that, that brings me to something that I think is hilarious. I'm reading the description of the Adam Carolla show on iTunes. I think it might need to be updated a little bit. Mm. So it says, uh, five days a week and completely uncensored. Wrong. Adam welcomes a wide range of guests to join him in studio for in-depth interviews. Wrong. What? In-depth interviews? Adam Carolla tells guest stories and he's told the listeners 80 times. Yeah, fact check you haven't You haven't heard this yet, so yeah. let me tell you about this thing with Howie Mandel. Even if they have heard it before, he tells the guests that. Um, and then he says, check out as Adam hangs out with some of his pals like Larry Miller. Nope. Nope. David Allen Greer. Nah, you've been years. Oh, I haven't like. heard dag in years. Uh, Dr. Drew... Dana Gould, Doug Benson. These people are not on his yeah. show anymore. I don't well, know what they're talking about. I think Doug Benson famously complained about going on the Adam Carolla show and not getting in two words ed- uh, edgewise. Yeah, and I think I, the other thing is he's definitely har- harmed his own brand with a lot of his Hollywood buddies because he's gone so right-wing in all of his uh, politics and ranting that I, I think that people like Dana Gould are like, all right, that's fine, dude. Yeah. yeah I'm good. Well, so... I, this is going back a long ways. Back in Loveline, he used to have David Allen Greer, and David oh, Allen Greer is the best. He's a fucking character, man. He's that great. guy is funny, and he would go off on this stuff, and they'd be talking to the callers. It was so funny. Like I remember being in my cubicle with like my fist in my mouth because I was laughing so fucking <laughs> right. hard. And then you know, as the years went on, he started getting him into the Adam Carolla show. Those early years, and he would literally have David Allen Greer, who's super talented, recreate bits yeah. from the Loveline days. Like That's oh. True. Remember when Dr. Drew read off the ingredients of birth control and you pretended they were children's names that you we did that last time you were into and the time before that? Let's do that again, and I'm going to read off some shit from Wikipedia. And it's like, we've already fucking heard this to the point where Dag would get on the air and be like, we're not doing this again, are we, Adam? Like, it was just fucking nonsense. You know who else complains about that is Jay Moore. Jay Moore, love him or hate him, yeah. does a lot of great impressions. Yeah, yeah. And every time Jay Moore comes on the show... There was one time he was funny three years ago, and Adam Carolla, that's the only thing that he wants him to do. Yeah. And same thing with Joe Coy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Poor yeah. Joe Coy. He's like, oh, really? Gosh. I have to do that? He's even said that. Like, really, Adam? I have to do this again? Yeah. Like, can, can you give me a little bit of credit that I'm a comedian I might have some other angles yeah. and bits that we can do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like it's a boring world. You could open up the newspaper and find something to talk about, I'm sure. All right. Why don't we listen to a fan's review of the Adam Carolla show? This is a fan that contributed $10,000 to one of the uh, 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 fundraising oh, things. Wow. This is number 28. Holy crap, 10000 huh? Yeah, we're going to get there. You know, I, I it, it just sort of, I kind of, there was a lot of like, all right, I get it. I've heard that. Um, let's, you know, I'm sort of moving on. <laughs> Seemed to be a lot of repetition in, in the bits, I Really? Guess. I don't think anyone else has noticed this repetition <laughs> Right, right. I feel like I feel like just saying that is, is repetition. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm guilty of it. Oh, shit. Well, no, we're guilty. Yeah, I'm super guilty of it because I've spent an hour fucking yelling I didn't about know this. That. So here's a guy who spent 10 grand, and the reason he spent 10 grand is he wanted to be in the movie. So Adam Carolla did a movie a couple years ago. It was yeah. called Road Hard, and he crowdfunded it. He accepted uh, donations and whatnot from his audience in order to get rewards. This is about a minute long. This is from a show called Afterpod, but this kind of sums up how the reward thing went. This is number 29. Okay, so first a little background. Um, in March 2013, Adam Carolla launched a Fund Anything crowdfunding campaign to raise the funds to make his second feature film, Road Hard. Uh, that campaign raised almost $1.5 million. Um, as a reward for backing the film, the donors were offered various packages, ranging from a PDF of the screenplay to T-shirts, Blu-rays of the movie, 
advanced screenings, etc., etc. Since 2013, though, there have been many reports of the rewards taking almost literally years to arrive, not arriving at all, wrong size t-shirts going out, various other issues. Some of these complaints were even aired on recent Adam Carolla shows when fans confronted Adam at live shows uh, to ask why they hadn't had their dinner with Adam or visited the studio or whatever their rewards were. There was even a claim on Reddit from a guy who paid to be followed on Twitter for a year and he wasn't, which would have been a three-second job, so that seems a little bit odd. One of the top-end rewards, costing $10,000, was the chance to appear in the movie in a speaking role. Which brings us to today's guest, Aaron Foster. Now, that could be sour grapes. This is just from some podcast I found on YouTube. This sure. could be just somebody complaining. Hold on, can we back up real shit? quick? That Go was ahead. a long clip. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I'll let you unpack it. Of course. But you paid to be followed for a year on Twitter? What the fuck is that? Maybe. I've never heard of such a thing. People do crazy shit, man. Okay. Go ahead. So, now, again, this could be bullshit, except I was listening to the Adam Carolla show during this whole time, and just the stuff that he talked about on the air was fucking atrocious. People were getting, like, plaques and rewards and shit with the wrong names on them. Everybody who got a t-shirt got the wrong size t-shirt. People were coming up. He was fulfilling these rewards for years afterwards. People who paid in, it was like 30 bucks or some shit to get an advance Blu-ray... Got the Blu-ray in the mail six months after the movie that they fucking financed was on Netflix. Oh, wow. So, basically, everyone that gave to this fucking thing got completely fucking ripped off and was upset about it. And then, you know, look, I never saw the movie. I might be talking about, you know, I might be talking about my ass, but every review I've read has said it's fucking horrible. Everybody I've heard talk about it says it's not very good. Just everything about this was a fucking train wreck disaster. Yeah, I watched it on an airplane. Yeah. And when you're on an airplane, there's not a lot to do. Mm -hmm. So it had my undivided attention. And it was not good. Yeah. He tries to shoehorn in this romantic comedy thing that's completely unbelievable. It, I mean, it, it wasn't a very good movie. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. And I think that's why he's gotten into the documentary business. Yeah. Because then you don't have to write jokes or a sure. story arc or act. Sure. <laughs> it makes his life a lot easier. And, from, and again, I might be talking about my ass. From what I've heard of the movie... It's the same as his books, the same as his live show, the same as fucking everything else he does. It's just the same fucking jokes over again. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The dude has, he's he's described writing books. He is a guy that listens to his podcast, writes down whenever he says something funny that he hasn't said before. Which Actually, he has often. somebody else write it down for him, but yeah. Precisely, that's what I'm saying. Somebody <laughs> yeah. else listens to the podcast, writes down oh, okay, something that's yeah, funny, yeah. and then they turn that and make that into a book. So if, if you've already heard the podcast, <laughs> you've already read the fucking book, and you've already seen the movie, you don't even have to lift a fucking finger. So the, the, the fundraising thing is really fucking, it drives me up a wall. Okay. Especially for a fucking show that's got... <laughs> drives you up a wall. It's got <laughs> 10 minutes of fucking advertisements in it, and we're still... Right. Now... Two weeks ago, Carl, the Adam Carolla Show started a brand new venture to raise money. Okay. This is called Corolla for a Cause. All right. And I want you to hit number 30 so we can learn about Corolla for a Cause. Here's the best part. You can pledge any amount you want, and 10% is going to charity. That's what we call win-win win fuck you what fuck you 10 is going fuck to charity you. fuck you seriously fuck you if you're listening to this anyone who's out there if you if this is your earbuds right now fuck you what? that is the most what insane is that? so this is a patreon okay. this is a patreon you can sign up to support the adam carolla show and get this carl 
10% of your money is just, going to charity. Just generic charity? Just charity, Not bro. anything specific. It's not just, a specific charity. Just charity. It's not going to help a specific <laughs> set of people. There's, they won't even name a fucking charity. They're going to give 10%, and, but it's charity with a capital C <laughs> on the Patreon page, which I think is fucking hilarious. Now, I didn't check this in the last couple days, but I think it was it was under 20 Patreons when I last looked. Dude, even Hillary Clinton would be like, wow, I think that's a little bit mischievous. I don't know if you could do that. Good God. Dude, so listen. Right now, if you're within the sound of my voice, get on the WATP Patreon that may or may not actually exist. <laughs> We're going to give 11% to charity. No, stop it right there. All I right, do not right. give anything more than 8% to charity. That's a rule that I have. 10.5. 10.5. Listen, I don't make up the rules. I just write them down, and then we abide by them. There you have it. So, that's funny. You get 10 minutes of commercials. Now you can donate to Adam Carolla, who will then potentially, I guess, donate to some mystery fucking charity that they won't even tell you about. Dude, I can't fucking take it. I don't know who's listening to the show. I don't... It, 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 it's uh, you do know. I've listened to the show. Okay. You know what, though? I, I, I That's ridiculous. I didn't know about this Carolla for a cause thing. Um, I guess I'm not listening that closely. I will say that when it comes to monetizing your podcast, nobody double dips more than How Did This Get Made? Yeah. Are you familiar with that show? Just in passing. Okay, I'm a, I'm a fan of How Did This Get Made. But what they do is they do almost all live shows where they charge admission to get in. They do two shows a night, so they run in a whole group of people, and then they run in a whole other group of people. No kidding. They do live reads and commercials. Yeah. And you can donate to the show, and they'll say your name on the show. So they're, like, getting money every single possible yeah. way that they can get money from it. Um, and I don't know. I know Adam Crow does live shows from time to time. I don't know if he charges for them or not. He probably does. Uh, he, the one he did in this neck of the woods, he did charge. There are tickets. Okay. But. And, and you know what? Like, if you. Look, it's hard work, man. This dude's doing a podcast every day, multiple podcasts every day. Dude, multiple this, every day. Yeah. This is my third podcast ever, and I'm <laughs> fucking exhausted, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted listening to you. I can't imagine doing a fucking show every day. I mean, like, and that's the thing, like, the, the strength of the show could be that it's a daily show. You can talk about what people are going to be talking about that day. Oh, something happened in the news, something, uh, you know, whatever. No, we're, we're just going to talk about racing. And also, did you know that Gavin Newsom was once on his show and he did an oh, interview with Gavin I didn't Newsom? I did fucking get that idea. <laughs> and, and you know what? Here's the thing. Of all the shit I got, I never got, like, a clip of him totally misunderstanding something in the news. Right. I didn't get a clip of him having Gary Google something because Gary's one of the guys that works there. And I've spent fucking hours of my Gary, life. Gary, do me a favor. Will you Google a picture of so-and-so next to what's yeah. nuts and get, show it to bald Brian? Get, give me a picture of Suzanne Summers from 1979. No, not with that haircut, Gary. What the fuck? That's <laughs> the wrong fucking haircut. Gary, I'm trying to prove a point to bald Brian about something that no one can see because this is a podcast and I'm telling you to Google pictures. Yeah, it's it's insane. So here's what I want to leave you with, Carl. All right. One of the bright spots of the show that I found, number 31, this is Gina Grad showing off her karaoke skills. Oh my God. I have heard this. Crank and, it. Turn it up, dude. Let's oh fucking enjoy my this. God. Let's do it. I'm already mad at you. I hate karaoke. I'm terrified of it. I, it's the one thing like I refuse to do. Except Gwen Stefani. Can you sound like her? This is all I got. Ready? Right. <clears throat> Back up. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking in this photo. We believe I'm message and I'll call you back. That is spot on. I like <laughs> this story. believe I'm message and I'll call you back. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Come on. I can't fucking take it, dude. What the fuck is going on here? All right. Well, I think you've made your point 
very well here, Crow. I think you've done a good job. I, I did set it up last week that you would be ranting about the ranter, and you have uh, lived up to that expectation. But other than that, I have no feelings on the subject. Okay. All right. I, I talked about we had some recent reviews of WATP, and uh, I want to talk about those real quick. We got our first three-star review, and I don't know what to make of this. Wow. Yeah, this is the, uh, of the 61 ratings, this is the first time we've had a three-star review. The subject is well, and then (laughs) the body of it is eh. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, Derek. That does kind of sum it up. I mean, Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. Um, And and Jen from September 6th gave us a five-star review. Um, so she says it's hilarious. We appreciate that. We'll keep them coming. LOL. Um, all right. This is a good one. We got on, uh, also on September 6th, we got this review. I don't need anything is the reviewer. The subject line is shampoo and the body of it is piss. Wow. So again, just short and to the point, yeah. one star shampoo piss. I like it. All right. Um, and then I have to point Oh, there was another one that is... Oh, this is a great one. So we got a one-star review on September 4th called Crap. Hey. And uh, this is the uh, the body of the review is Ear Poison. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I love the ones that are short and to the point. Oh, Just Ear that's Poison. Good. That's good. Um, this is the one that I, I'm very excited about. We got a four-star review, and it is coming from Mike of Our Big Dumb Mouth. The host of the show that we reviewed last week. The reviewed is now the reviewer? Dude, I am telling you, we get so many one-star reviews on here from podcasters that we shit on. And they get very <laughs> butthurt about it. And they come on here and they're like, yeah, you guys are funny. Fuck you. This guy, I give him a ton of credit. Um, you know, he says, uh, I've listened to a few episodes. Um, they seem like they're having fun and provide some thoughtful criticism of other podcasts. Uh, now I think they should rename the show. Who are this podcast based upon listening to one episode? I like but it. That name simply isn't as catchy. That's true. But it, it is true. Aside from the Adam Carolla podcast, we usually listen to one show and then make unfair judgments about it. Of course. Uh, overall good concept for a show. They have solid banter and execute it fairly well. And that's from Mike of the, our big dumb mouth podcast, OBDM. So huge shout out. I love it when people get it. You know, we're not here trying to to change anyone's opinion. We're just trying to have a little bit of fun and, and fill some time. Um, so the the fact that a uh, person that we reviewed would enjoy it and give us four stars, we really appreciate that. And you know what, Crozier? What's that? We've had a lot of fun today. That we certainly have. I mean, you've had a lot of fun today, and I've oh, had boy. fun listening to you have fun. Yeah, I got to go get my blood pressure medication. But we've now reached that point of the show that is a fan favorite. Is it now? Yeah. Do you know what part I'm talking about? I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat, Carl. The Are you familiar with this part of the show, Crows? Have you heard this before? Not at all. No, this okay. is brand new to me. Oh, that's odd because you've been on the show and I feel like you, we've talked about it. Anyway, no, I might so this is the part of the show where we tease a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing next week what a concept yeah so blah 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 blah. anyway here so here's the uh the podcast that we'll be listening to in next week's watp <laughs> this is episode 94 ryan 94 it's hard to believe this is our 94th anniversary what are we celebrating every week <laughs> we that couple josh i, I think 
<laughs> yeah, hey, uh, Bex and hey, I. Bay. <laughs> Happy ninety fourth week anniversary. We celebrate. We celebrate by trimesters. <laughs> Max and I, we're 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 in our twenty uh, seventh trimester. Jesus, I'm not doing the math right. <laughs> I don't know what a trimester is. I mean, I know the word. <laughs> is it is, is a trimester three months? Wow, what pray tell is that glorious philosophical wit? All right. So next week we'll be listening to the Minimalists podcast. We're listening to an episode from August 29th, episode number 94, entitled Budget. That's what that is? Are you familiar with the Minimalists? I've seen it on the top charts. I know it's a popular podcast. It is a popular podcast. That's they what it out, sounds like? They put out a documentary. Basically, they don't want you to spend any money and they want you to live without uh, luxury items and they're very proud of themselves. Now, I'm guessing... By the dialogue we just heard, high-strength marijuana is not a luxury item. It sounds like they got plenty of that going around. I know. They were cracking each other up. And that continues to go on and on, but i got to save something for uh, next week's episode. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, so the Minimalist Podcast, I'm excited to listen to this one because it is a very popular podcast. I haven't watched the documentary, but between now and next weekend, I'm sure I will. So that'll be a fun one to talk about. Wait, you haven't seen that documentary? <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's, that's weird, right? It's so weird. <laughs> it's a good callback. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to do something that we haven't done before. Croge mentioned being a musician. He and I are both guitarists in a band called The Isotopes. We are a surf band. And I want to let people know that you can pick up uh, the Isotopes' new album, entitled The Isotopes Play Surf Music. It's on Spotify and a lot of other places. Uh, we encourage people to, to check it out. I'm going to leave you with the first track off of that album called Jolly Rancheros. Uh, so, Croche, thanks again for coming in. Thank you so much. It was a good time. Oh, man, you did the heavy lifting, and I appreciate <laughs> that. It's been a while since I've been able to just sit back. And listen to me yell about you. And yet? listen to you yell about it since last band practice. <laughs> So please join us again next week because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all who are these podcasts. Sleep well, everypony. pony.